This is the Power Trip on the Fan. Certainly not. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on insert podcast platform name here. Which was the the most crushing Super Bowl loss? Uh, it didn't bother me because you know um, I always bet against us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I made I made a lot of money on the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. All right, man, uh, super exciting game today for the Twins. Jorge Polanco walks it off. The Twins win 8-7, to seven and Lou is in heaven. Hell yes. Go Twins. I uh, I lost money on them on Monday and Tuesday, but I uh, I hit not only the first five, which I thought was dead because they were down 5-2 to two in yeah. the bottom of the fifth, and they got it up to – they were leading 7-5 after that, so I got the, the – um, the first five in the game, uh, the Twins have been fun. I've been watching a lot of Twins baseball now that uh, my money has been on the line. So this has been uh, very exciting. And they've been winning. I think um, Sauce is uh-huh. right. He's going to he's gonna win back 100 of that because he's going to lose the 200 on the original over-under with the Twins. But he's going to win 100 of it back, I'm pretty sure, unless there's a total collapse. Because the Twins have been playing pretty well lately, and I think they're on pace for about 70 wins. So he's about four, four and a half games clear right now. So um, good on him. And exciting times because um, there's all sorts of Minnesota sports to bet on right now. So we're gearing up for the basketball, football, and hockey seasons coming here in the fall. And uh, I forgot to mention this last week. I hammered the Vikings under of eight and a half. I'm just, I'm convinced that this is going to be an absolute disastrous season. I think the chemistry on that whole team, I think the whole team is uh, very fragmented from an outsider's point of view. Uh, They have one of the toughest schedules in the National Football League. I just don't, I mean... You know, and this is a team that, you know, went, they won seven games last year, and that was with a healthy Kirk Cousins the whole way. I mean, if something happens and he's out either because he gets COVID or protocol or just some random injury, I mean, there, there's no way any other quarterback on that staff is going to lead us anywhere. So I just, I don't know. I personally hammered the under. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think the eight and a half is a good number. And I, I mean, I'm a little. I'm a little thrown off just because there's an added game here for the season-long uh, totals yep. uh, this year, but I think I think it's a good number. I'm not hammering it, but I think I think anywhere from five to five to seven wins. I would say you know if if we're if we're looking at this like a roulette style. I'm putting my inside grease on uh, on five to seven wins. You're reading the Vikings uh, table. <laughs> yes, I I am looking down. I'm getting reading the grain of the table here, 
And uh, no, I, I like it. I, I don't think I just don't see their ceiling. Absolute best case scenario, I think they win eleven games this year, and that's if everybody's healthy and cohesive, and Kirk doesn't doesn't get infected and you know yep. pass away. Yeah. Um, I just think their ceiling is really capped. I can't see them winning any more than like 10. No. I think 10 is best no. case scenario. And then you're only covering by like a game and a half. And right. That, and that's de- if everything goes well. Right. The defense, the defense is going to be significantly better this year. But if they're they going to stay be healthy. older too. I know. know. I know. But I mean, Harrison Smith is still very good. The addition of Patrick Peterson, even at an older state, um, is a very good pick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if it was nine, I, w- I would uh, bring everything I got to Las Vegas <laughs> and put it down. But uh, eight and a half, I'm uh, easy, girl. Easy. I'm, I'm backing off a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be sweating if they're eight and eight playing that last irrelevant game because you know the Vikings' mentality is to win yep. the irrelevant games and screw their draft yep. position. So, yeah, it's going to be quite a sweat if they're sitting at eight and eight. So, and. Speaking of hammering, the other lines uh, that are out, I've already got money on the Wolves under, which just makes me feel so warm inside. That over-under came out at 34.5. My on it, like that's what I thought it would probably be-ish uh, a couple months ago. I when, when I heard that the lines were coming out, I, my gut feeling was that they were going to go at 32.5. So when I saw 34.5, I was very happy. Uh, it, you know, and this is this is my whole history with the Wolves under a side. I mean, what's the upside for this team, honestly? I mean, the, the, to me, absolute best case scenario is maybe 40 wins, and that because you're talking 41 wins is 500. That's a 500 team at 41 wins. I'm thinking maybe they get to 40 and 42 as like their top end. Their low end is again high teens. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, again, you get injuries. They don't have any depth whatsoever. Uh, no. You know, I don't think they've got good chemistry. Again, another Minnesota team with poor chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I just looking at it very, trying to be very independent. Uh, I just feel like the under is absolutely in play. Uh, I'm thrilled to already have money on it. I'm going to put a whole lot more on it, and uh, hopefully, we can make this what nine years out of ten. Yes, and uh, so I, I think market entry here, um, obviously a lot of lines move right away, um, especially in the futures market uh, right as they open because people grab some lines. They've already done some, some handicapping on what they project the numbers to be, and maybe it's off, you know, it's four or five games higher than they thought, and they're just hammering it. So there'll be a little correction here to start. Um, but you see that they traded it away. They took on some expiring contracts, um, and dumped Jarrett Culver, which I think is a huge telling sign of what Gerson Rosas is trying to do here. Um, Gerson Rosas builds through trades. He doesn't do it through the draft, uh, typically, as his track record has said, in Houston. So I think he is trying to load up some bullets and try to get uh, Ben Simmons, the worst shoot on earth. I don't know why we're trying to um, <laughs> trade away everything possible for a guy that is going to be infinitely more uh, frustrating for the fans than uh, than Jimmy Butler, um, J Butt, as as we know him by. <laughs> I, I think if they get Ben Simmons, I think the number's going to shoot higher, and I think it technically should drop. I I'm trying to hit that bubble. I will drop everything I'm doing 
at the time that uh, Culver or that uh, that Simmons gets traded to the Wolves, and I will drive to Diamond Joe as fast <laughs> as I humanly possibly can, and uh, and I'll I'll literally put five at least five hundred bucks on it. Yeah, uh, hearing the Wolves uh, over under total move up is music to my ears, and I certainly oh, hope that yeah. happens before the season starts. Cause but I'm... you got to assume that's where the money's going to go if they get Simmons. It's going to creep up to 36, 36 and a half, maybe 37. Yeah. Like, at a time where they're trading away all of their good assets and getting a guy who can't shoot for a team that needs a shooter. It's, it's, the, it's the Timberwolves way. <laughs> oh, God. It, it would just be so delicious, as Common would say. Uh, the other one that came out was the Wild. And, of course, they don't do win totals in the NHL. They do point totals. The Wild total came out at 97.5, which is you know pretty much right in line with where they were last year. And it's really hard to tell with this team whether they're going to be you know, right now, my gut feel is they're going to be basically the same team that they were last year. Probably, you know, pretty sure thing for the playoffs. Uh, good team overall. You know, a few a few areas where they're, that keeps them from being elite. But um, so I feel like, you know, 97 and a half is probably a pretty fair number. I don't have a strong opinion. I don't think I'll be putting any money on it. I like the under a lot. That number seems significantly too high, especially considering, I mean, uh, I'm saying this, and everybody I've heard is like 90 to 98 percent that Kirill, um, that this is just an eight, you know, a, oh, a young agent trying to make a splash, like totally. whatever. But I, I mean, there is a possibility, as Corey says, it's not zero. It's not zero. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, you know, he he's very comfortable, I'm sure, in his home country, even though it's it's awful. Sorry, Rosie and uh, um, the hot girl from the Americans, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of things that have to go right uh, for you to get 100 points in the NHL, which is kind of the, the gold standard. It's kind of the same for baseball for win total. That 100 uh, seems like kind of the the standard, uh, you know, a good contending playoff team. And I just don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the West. There's obviously a lot of uh, good young talent in the league right now. It's It's kind of thriving, and there's a lot of – uh, powers that are changing hands here, but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I like the under. I like the under ninety-seven and a half on the the wild more than I like the wolves under thirty-four. Wow, that's saying something. Maybe I'll get more pessimistic since uh, I'm pretty much taking the under across the board on the other Minnesota sports teams. So why should the Wild be any different, right? So, right. Well, we are going to be putting some money on the line this weekend. Uh, the Vikings are playing the Colts. We're doing a Patreon happy hour starting at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, we can watch an awful preseason game that will be a whole lot of fun because we'll have money on it. Um, and hopefully one of you will walk away with some cash from our Patreon crew. So um, I sent the link in the in the Patreon account. So uh, look for that and hope you can join us then. And also, we still have a few openings in our Guillotine uh, Fantasy Football League. So if you're interested, check your account for that as well and uh, get everybody signed up for that. Well, we have a normal show for you tonight, uh, pretty much. Uh, we're going to do a bets update. We're going to do the quotes of the week. We have some readings from the Book of Meat Sauce. It's been a while Ooh. since we've opened the old Book of Meat Sauce, so it'll be good to get some readings. And uh, rumor has it that there was a car wash that took place today. So uh, 
I think we're going to do a little car wash fan line later. So we'll uh, we'll have that for you. And, of course, we're going to do quotes, notes, and we, again, have a brand new open. So two weeks in a row, Dave, I am proud of you. So, let's go. All right. Well, let's get rolling with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Well, we've got three new bets to talk about this week, uh, and all three happened during the bet segment on Friday. It's like it's they, they've kind of gotten into this mode now where they're not doing any gambling during the week at all. They're waiting for like the little bet segment, and then hey, let's go ahead and do three bets while we're at it. So uh, <laughs> some of these are just coming up organically because I'm only offering them one bet a week. But Meat Sauce decided to take the over on the initials over under after we kind of talked about that and how Corey uh, called off the bet for integrity purposes. Uh, so Meat Sauce now has the over on $61,500 for initials jackpot number two, and Hawk has the under on that one for 100 bucks. Um, next up, we've got the uh, Corey joined the Ohio State Gophers bet. Uh, he thought he was in it. Um, I checked the blockchain. He was not, so uh, so I informed him of that, and of course he uh, he jumped on that. He wanted the uh, the Ohio State at minus 14 currently, although. It'll be interesting to see if that moves. That they've had the college football lines for week one open for a couple of months now. It has not moved at all off of 14. Um, obviously, moving to like 14 and a half for Ohio State is a big jump because uh, you get that extra half a point there. But it's interesting to me that that hasn't moved at all, which tells me either not a lot of people are wagering on it or it's a pretty good line. My guess is that's going to move Ohio State's way as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, I think it's it's obviously very early, and I I say that as I have uh, five college football plays already locked for Week One of uh, on September fourth. But uh, you know the the market's always early. Uh, it, it's just early. Um, I lo- I love the spot, and I think I, I totally believe. And you know, Tommy know you know Tommy's a, a big fluffy dog that we all love and laugh with and at. Um, but he knows college football better oh, yeah. than, uh, I mean, almost everybody on the on the planet. And uh, I, I love the spot. It, you know, Corey's defense when he talked about, oh, because Tommy's like, well, they don't have, they don't even know who the starter is yet. And you know, Corey kind of came back with, oh, well, they have uh, three quarterbacks on roster that are five star uh, recruits. So it's like it, it's an embarrassment of riches. Now you can talk about, uh, you know, they've. It's been rumored that they have some uh, concerns with their offensive line and uh, the, the defensive line for the Gophers PJ Flex squad uh, is maybe their strongest suit, um, maybe maybe their biggest strength. So uh, I love that angle. I love that it's so early. It's the first game of the year. You never know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Gophers plus fourteen or fourteen and a half. Uh, I don't care about the football number. I'll probably even sprinkle a half unit on the money line. It'll probably be, I don't know, somewhere between two seventy-five and three twenty-five. Uh, that think, would, yeah. That would be that would be pretty nice. Yep, and and could be a, that could be a nice little juicy number. And I agree. I mean, if, if you're ever going to beat Ohio State, you're going to do it in game one at home. So that's hundred percent. You know, that's that's the only chance they have of winning. So. Why not? You got to uh, imagine PJ's having a lot of recruits brought in for that game. There's going to be a lot of national eyes. He's still trying to build his resume. Let's not, 
be so naive that he thinks that, you know, Minnesota is his end game in his coaching career. Right. So uh, he knows how this is just as big for P.J. Fleck as it is for the University of Minnesota. Yep. And sticking with the Gophers, the actual bet of the week last week was the number of Gophers drafted in the 2022 draft. So I got mm-hmm. to thinking about the whole, you know, because obviously we've still got the uh, Tanner Morgan open bet, which, you know, Chris is probably going to lose. But who knows? Tanner Morgan goes out, catches lightning in a bottle and gets drafted in the first round. You never know. Um, and then the Falele bet as well. Uh, potential, you know, first rounder. If he goes out and dominates, he's certainly got the size and everything. So. Yeah, jeez. That's a huge That's bitch. That's a huge <laughs> bitch. So I got to thinking about how many Gophers are going to get drafted. I went through a whole bunch of mocks, and every single one of them, it was either like three or four. It was the number they were landing on. And, and it was interesting, too, because it wasn't always the same three or four players. It was they, – they had different combinations um, – of players and so it was it was interesting to me that you know there were probably seven or eight different players that were mentioned by different mock drafts as potentially being draftable so um so interesting so i ran that by tommy olson and of course tommy felt that was going to be over and uh, (laughs) authorized me to place a bet on his behalf and um sauce of course took the unders this is a classic sauce tommy bet (laughs) where tommy is betting more like sauce versus pj fleck (laughs) right Sauce is betting that the Gophers are not going to be successful, and Tommy's betting that they are. So yeah, the over/under is three and a half. So we will find that one will get settled out in April, and it'll definitely come down to like the late round picks because they're not going to have a ton of guys go early. Um, they've got defensive linemen, potentially Falele, but a lot of these guys are going to be pegged for like the sixth and seventh rounds. So this could be a very interesting sweat on the last day of the draft uh, to see who wins this bet. So my. Um, I like it, and I, I'm 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 glad that uh, Sauce stepped up and took the under. Yes, um, completely off topic, but I just imagine I should make. I need to get in the the gift making business. We should get uh, whenever whenever the you know because Paul likes to express his feelings of sports games and stuff by uh, gifts and making fun on Twitter. Oh yeah, what if we get like. PJ Fleck photoshopped instead of running sideline to sideline. He's like laid out on his belly and he's just like being like drug across. And stuff. <laughs> nice. You could have that for whenever like they lose or whatever and then trigger Tommy. I think that would be genius. Oh yeah. Well, he always used to tweet out like the, whenever something would go bad in the Gophers game, he'd tweet out like the less miles photos and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. I, think, I think I'm going to uh, copy that this year. I think every time Kirk Cousins throws an interception for the Vikings, I'm going to tweet a Justin Fields picture. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I like it. Trigger the Viking fan base. So, so yeah. So <laughs> Lots of three bets crammed into about five minutes of conversation. So I like it. Let's just uh, wrap all the bets up and get it over with. So so that will do it for the bets update. Uh, let's do those quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. <laughs> Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends. It is time to get to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three with Christopher Allen Hockey. Did you ride in first class? Uh, No, comfort. (laughs) 
You know what the person beside you didn't write in? <laughs> that was Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glad you're back. Oh, son of a bitch! That was fun. when he said. I just, I like. It took me half a second because I thought there was gonna be like a like a one more punch to that, and it was like he just Chris just stopped. I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. That was so good. And and think about this. You know, we talk about uh, you know everybody was laughing. He was having fun. Uh, that was a Tuesday. John Bonus should have been in studio. Oh. Think of the traction. I mean, think of the moment. You know, John John Bonus probably adds being in studio adds at least twenty five thirty likes to that tweet. You <laughs> of know? course. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe point seven five retweets. I don't know. You gotta you gotta develop a John Bonus like laugh track. You know, just th- that you can layer on top of the quote. Even if bonus isn't in studio, you can just you know if it's, oh, that's if it's a really good quote that you want to have, you just layer the bonus uh, laugh track on top of that. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant by Hoggy. Oh yeah, so that's a really good idea. I think I'm gonna steal that. All right, well we have some more from Chris Hockey at number two. It was great. It w- I didn't know it was up for an Academy Award. Zach liked the film so much he choked on a hot dog last night. Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. God. Thank Whoa, God for Moonlight Graham. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he, I said he, it. He's been waiting on that joke for three weeks. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> well, we're all fired. It's just going to be Corey and AJ playing the game. Parasites, ISIS, and Paul <laughs> said JC. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so good that triggered i think aj spit uh you know chocolate milk all over his computer when he heard that there was somebody that had a spit take on that one that was hilarious oh that was brilliant and then you had the parish cackle and yeah i just yeah. i love that sauce kept saying paul goes jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're all saying it we're all getting fired <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, it sounded like uh, Corey. Corey sniffed that one out. That uh, that's been in his queue, but man, he saved it for a good moment there. Uh, that was uh, that was that was great. Chris, you mean? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, the only one that could top it this week for the second consecutive week in a row at number one is Zach Halverson. So that's a hell. I guess the time is right. Well, Firehouse is there. I was playing Medina Entertainment Center that night. Quarter <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the week, right there. Yeah, Why are you playing it in his hands? But that's a hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. That one really got Corey. And when it when it gets Corey as well as everybody else, um, that's that's definitely a sign that it's a pretty damn good quote. Oh yeah, Corey. Corey's a good litmus test for for quotes and stuff like that. And even though I'm a firehouse aficionado, I have to give Zach props on that one. That was uh, definitely made me laugh as well. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so Hawk got the rip on Zach for the number two quote, and uh, Zach flipped it on him for the number one quote there. Uh, and that'll do it for the quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of your thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. Well, it has been a while since we have had a reading from the old Book of Meat Sauce. So I think it's time to uh, to open the old Book of Meat Sauce up and see yeah, what we Here, got. let me blow the dust off here. <laughs> Our first reading is from chapter number 52, Things Lawyer Lambert Likes to Do, from May 26, 2020. Sauce has been to the Grand Canyon. He thinks that it's cool. He spent the most time on the north rim of the canyon. 
He described it as very therapeutic. He went to a restaurant in a lodge. He went out on the patio and viewed the canyon. He went with his family. His dad loves national parks.、Mm. <laughs> the, the North Rim.、Uh, Chuck, have you been on the North Rim much yourself? I have not been on any rims.、Uh, I'm not, <laughs> not a big national park guy myself, so、uh, <laughs> I, I have safely stayed away from rims. <laughs> Oh, always, always good to you know get some really in-depth analysis. You know,、uh, it was good. It was therapeutic. <laughs>、um, just you, you know, I can I can picture him. I can I can smell him saying that from here. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I just I always have this vision of Lawyer Lambert traveling to all these、uh, pre- either presidential libraries or national parks. <laughs> It's like the only places he would go. So.、Yes. <laughs> and, and sauce is over there in the corner by the garbage can, like eating a, a half-eaten, you know, bag of nachos or something, or a soft pretzel. Oh yeah, yeah. He was not paying, just not paying attention at all. Well, he could probably name the presidential libraries by what they sell at the snack bar at each presidential、yes. library, right? So, <laughs> just, just like he、uh, incorporates、uh, what he ate for dinner at that that night uh, for uh, national tragedies. Exactly. So. All right. Well, it's time for reading number two. Our second reading is from the chapter titled "Grandpa Bill" from September ninth, twenty twenty. Paul used to watch Lethal Weapon two with his grandfather Bill. There is a really aggressive sex scene in the movie, so Grandpa Bill wouldn't let him watch that part of the movie. Grandpa Bill was a World War two vet. He was married to Phyllis, the drunk grandma. Bill is Jeff Lambert's father. Hmm. <laughs> What I like about that one is,、uh, first of all,、uh, he he knew that there was an aggressive sex scene in there, so he <laughs> he, he he had good knowledge of that. And number two, so there, there's two options there. Either option number one, he fast forwarded or skipped past the sex, the aggressive sex scene,、mm-hmm. or the more likely case, in my opinion, he had Meat Sauce run upstairs for a few minutes while he watched the aggressive sex scene, and then had Meat Sauce rejoin him to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah, I, I I tend to lean. I I think it's probably the latter there, if we're being honest. Here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's at least minus four hundred that、uh, Grandpa Bill was watching the aggressive sex scene. Yes. Well, I, I mean, he's got to because he's you know he's with the drunk grandma. You know, he's got to live <laughs> with the drunk grandma. He's got to he's got to get that poison out. All that frust.、Uh, you know, mounted up frustration. <laughs> absolutely. Well, the last reading. From the book of meat sauce. Our final reading is from the chapter titled "Kevin" from March eighth, twenty twenty one. Paul's buddy Kevin was a train traffic control supervisor in Kentucky. Kevin didn't have any nicknames because Paul didn't know him long enough. When you have a screw up like a derailment, it screws up a ton of other things. It can screw up the whole eastern seaboard. According to Sauce, when a train derails, it screws everyone's day up. Paul also mentioned that it's hard to get trains back up. Once the train derails, you start up a stopwatch. <laughs> you know, I, I just, that might I, be one of my favorite chapters in the whole book. Oh my god, yeah, like I because I remember when he was talking about that, and it's like, yeah, it's not like somebody with somebody with a giant hand reaches down and picks up the train car and sets it nicely back up on the track. These are big things. Yes, it's going to screw things up for quite a while. These are big things. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. I I was I like Sauce was the train derailment expert of the show. I loved it. 
Oh man, that that one um, that was that was good. That's that's a top five uh, reading from the Book of Meat Sauce. If yeah. I'm being honest here, I'm gonna have to earmark that chapter and uh, reread it once again. So yep, fold there. the cor- corner over. <laughs> and there are your readings from the Book of Meat Sauce. Time now for Power Trip Fanline on the Bets and Quotes Podcast Network. Your chance to talk about today's show with the Power Trip broadcast team. Add to the conversation on Power Trip Fanline by calling 908-TOMMY53. Again, that's 908-866-6953. Now, it's your reaction to all the action. Power Trip Fanline. Here's Chuck and Dave. Welcome to Power Trip Fanline. Uh, there was a car wash today, Dave. Uh, your thoughts? Well, y- you know, from my uh, my years of experience in uh, amateur and professional car washing, um, I- I've seen a lot of cars washed before, and it was a it was a hectic scene out there. And uh, you know, there's no one really to get this type of analysis from than than an experienced car washer like me. Now, when you were uh, when you were watching the car wash uh, take place today, Dave, uh, were, were, was there part of you that was wishing you were you were back out there in the game? I mean, a little bit. The game has changed a lot, as you've seen. I, I've posted a lot of pictures on my Twitter account. Um, that's at Power Trip Quotes on Twitter. Um, uh, photos from me back in the day, you know, washing cars and, you know, we, we always did things the right way, you know, wax on and wax off and so forth. But um yeah, I mean, it, it's a new style out there. Um, I got to say they had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of water. Everybody was getting a little wet out there. We didn't, uh, you know, make as many mistakes um, as the guys did today uh, back in my my glory days, back when uh, cars were washed well. But uh, uh, did I mention that I'm on Twitter? Uh, I, you might have, but uh, you might want to refresh the listener's memory. Okay. Okay. Well, I am on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Power Trip Quotes. Um, you can relive, uh, you know, see how the professionals uh, used to wash cars and, uh, you know, make sure to give me a follow. Now, now, back in the day when you were doing car washes, Dave, uh, what size teams did you have back in the day? Were, were you part of bigger teams than this? Were you a, kind of a solo guy? Like what what was your experience like? Well, uh, I was mostly solo. You know, I, I'm. I'm very experienced and I was a, I was an all American, um, in the, in the amateur ranks. And then obviously, you know, I I was a professional, uh, which I talk about on my Twitter account at, at power trip quotes, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of mostly about me. I, I, I was the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a solo artist. All right. Well, uh, are you, are you ready to take some calls here? Go to the phone lines. I, I, I guess let's see let's see what the fans have to say. All right. Well, you can call in at one nine zero eight Tommy fifty three. We've got our first caller on the line. Uh, caller, thanks for calling in. What's your name and where are you from? Hey guys, uh, my name is Steve Steverson. I'm from Stevens Point. Uh, thanks so much for taking my call. How are you guys doing today? Uh, just uh, absolutely thrilled to be here when I could be home playing Rocket League. Cool. Well, well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was at the car wash uh, at Canterbury and it was, it was really super fun. Um, Chris hockey was throwing sponges at my car 
and I'm pretty sure his slabs ended up on my window at some point. And I got all kinds of cool swag. I got some some new wiper fluid and a deck of cards from Canterbury. It was just it was really fun. But but I'm wondering, what do you guys think about the quality of water that they were using at the car wash? Because I'm a little bit worried about the finish of my car. Dave, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, back in my day, um, you know, we used to use, you know, what would be equivalent of Aquafina or maybe even uh, lower ranks Dasani water. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't have brought one of my fancy cars um, from back in my playing days when I made all those earnings, uh, you know, washing cars myself uh, to this specific car wash. Um, but uh, if you do want to see some of my uh, cooler cars, you can follow me on on Twitter at Power Trip Quotes and, uh, and see those cars. Steve, I do have a question for you as well. Um, how, how long approximately did they work on your car and how many cars were in line at the time? Well, I got there pretty early. It opened at 11 and I think I drove up right around 11 and there were maybe like five or six cars in front of me. So I could I could really watch the masters in action. They were all dressed up as WWF characters and Zach Halverson was walking around with a phone. I assume he was uh, streaming the video or something like that. And everyone was really having a good time. But I'm I'm curious if you guys know anything about what the mood of the crew was after doing that for like three or four hours. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, as a very experienced car washer myself, I, I can kind of put, you know, give the listeners a good example of, uh, you know, being in their shoes, uh, washing all those cars. Now, um, you know, I, I did things uh, the, the right way and obviously why I was a professional car washer myself. Um, as you can see, it's linked in my Twitter bio at uh, Power Trip Quotes um, if you guys are on Twitter. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I was, I was one of the best, you know, from, from a game theory perspective, I think it would have made a whole lot of sense for them to kind of pace out the cars a little bit more. Cause it seemed like, you know, uh, and Steve, you kind of backed this up that there were, there were several cars there at the beginning. And then it looked like later on in the day, you know, from, from the one or two pictures that I saw that the, the lineup wasn't quite as bad. And I think, you know, from a game theory perspective, you kind of want to space the cars out a little bit so that you don't get tired early on and don't have energy for the end of it. You want to kind of keep your energy consistent throughout, throughout the game. But, you know, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of car washes get that wrong, you know, and, and, and they really need to have a, a, a game theory, game theory coach kind of on staff at these car washes to, uh, to sort of dictate the pace like that. Otherwise, you know, it's just the quality isn't going to be there. And um, so I, so I assume Steve that, that maybe your, uh, your, your wash was probably pretty effective because it was early on. Yeah, absolutely. It was, mine was really good. The people that were there with me were really good, but it seemed to, to me like they were treating it more like a sprint and they should have treated it more like a marathon. Yeah, Steve, Steve, you understand game theory of car washes. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, back in my washing days, uh, you know, with uh, my good friends, uh, David Despagna and uh, Larry Flapjack, um, we, we used to crank them out pretty quick. Um, but yeah, spacing out, you really want to make sure you spread them out because um, otherwise you are not going to last long. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to go too quick. You know, if it, if it feels, if it feels good, you got to back off the throttle a little bit. Um, and, and that really separates the amateurs from the professionals. So, uh, 
Yeah. These are all if lessons he, that a young Chris Hockey knew back in high school. Of, of course, of course. He had, he had plenty of muscle cars that uh that maybe, you know, somebody under me, you know, not quite to my abilities and my best, you know, my best washing days, uh somebody else would wash. Well, thanks for the call, Steve. We uh, we appreciate it. Um looks like we've got about five more callers um in line, but uh who gives a rat's ass? I got to stop at Chipotle for the girls and pick something up at Target um, for them. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Dave, any last thoughts from you? Yeah, um, I'll share some more things later uh, on all my multiple uh, you know, social media accounts uh, at three power trip quotes on Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr and uh, LinkedIn. So uh you know, make sure to go give me a follow and uh, we can, we can talk more. All right. Well, that will do it for power trip fan line for today. I'm sure we'll be back again. next. And now it's time for quotes notes. I'm a scat man. If they do it, 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 then I want it with foot white. 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 If they played that at a Vegas club, I would get up and dance. <laughs> I just had, I remembered at one point I had a couple recordings, some bits of sauce doing that. And then they make fun of him calling him the scat man or whatever. <laughs> and I never turned it into like a, cause I was always going to do like a remix with a bunch of them. And somehow I lost those. So I heard those two this week. And I'm like, Oh yes, I got to do the scat man bit. But um, I got to publish that or, you know, polish that one up it's pretty raw but uh i think i think we have another hit on our hands that is a huge hit um i i yeah two thumbs up for me oh love it i love it two weeks in a row with good reviews that's good um let's start off quotes i'm back um first up uh i'm with sauce i can't watch movies or show uh that shows uh animals getting hurt oh no or you know it has uh like old yeller like not don't have time for that marley and me nope like just not happening not gonna do it yeah there's an old episode of family ties where they play this song about uh <laughs> this dog named shep or whatever at the end and uh mr keaton starts tearing up and everything <laughs> and, Al- <laughs> and alex of course is the cynic and you know he's like dad whatever you know and then alex is kind of listening to the lyrics you know just kind of half listening and everything and then he gets into it and then he <laughs> He's like at the end of it, he's almost sobbing as well. So yes, I, uh, <laughs> I, I can relate. I don't want to see animals hurt at all in any way. Yes, uh, glad we can agree on that. Um, we we touched on fan line a, a number of times here already in this show, but uh, just wanted to say I was uh, preseason fan line was a little anti uh, climactic than I expected. 
Um, but man, it is still appointment radio. And now, and now that the bit's growing that, you know, Corey wants to be out and he's making that, uh, very loudly cleared by everybody on the planet. Um, I think it just makes it even more fun. Like, it's like, oh yes, I can't wait to see like Corey, like dread through this experience, you know? Oh yeah. It's like, don't, it's like, don't encourage it. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I, you've got to, I like, I, I don't know how closely they track ratings for family. I don't know how easy that is to do to track ratings for a fan line that's like a periodic show like that but they, they their ratings have to be through the roof uh from yes. last year and this year just because of all the all the power trip rooms that are turning tuning in either to hear you know tank for hawks crank or because they know Corey's annoyed by it and they're just tuning in to listen to it i mean it you're absolutely right it's appointment radio for a lot of the hardcore power trippers yeah, no, it's it, it's just so good, and uh, can't wait to listen to watch it uh, or listen to it on Saturday. Oh yeah, uh, I, I I hope it's a, a very long game and it goes well past midnight because there's nothing I'd rather do than listen to Corey be cranky at midnight on a Saturday night. <laughs> right, of course. Um, next up, uh, I need to go to Spoon Stable. Um, I forget the guy's name. I'm really yeah, blinking. Case, Gavin Kasem uh, seems like a very nice and interesting guy. He does. Uh, you know, hear, hearing how, uh, you know, becoming a sandwich artist at Subway uh, to owning multiple restaurants all around the world. Um, I just think that's a really cool story. And I can see why he has uh, made so many friends in the uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul area. And he would he, he would have made me absolutely gut laugh if he had said that while he was working at Subway – he gave some free sandwiches away to some guy who was giving them to some ducks. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, Mr. Hedberg, that would be, that would be pretty damn good. Totally get the bit. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, I just remember this. I didn't even have it on there. Um, Cy Amundsen. Oh, son joke? of a bitch. I was going to, I was going to bring this up it. at the end of quotes. notes. I, I, I was deferring yes. to you. Uh, can I, can we insert this clip? We got, I got to hear this again. Okay. This one's real simple, guys. Uh, what is the worst thing Willie Nelson can say to you after you perform oral sex on him? Oh, my God. Uh, Buckle up. Oh, my God. I'm not Willie Nelson. <laughs> Brilliant. Love you guys. That got me. That was, yeah, that was <laughs> funny. Super good. good. God, that was so funny. Freaking bro, I I gut laughed. Like there's, you know, it's just one of those times you're. I was, you know, getting ready for work in the morning, and I'm listening. Got my headphones on, and I was gut laughing at that joke because I was quickly trying to, in my mind, I was going through different like Willie Nelson lyrics. Like, what could the punchline be? You know, it's like you know, you pick the final. Right time to leave you know you're always on my mind you know i'm like and i you know i'm not coming up with anything and he's delivered i'm not willie nelson son of a bitch that was hilarious it's just so funny oh my god uh-huh. um next up i saw on twitter uh smitty um did a bonus wagner a play on the honus wagner card that was um, brilliant it's infinitely sold um that's one of the best things uh i know i love his valentine's day cards I love every other creative thing he does. That might be my favorite of all time. 
uh absolutely brilliant i i loved it that was... like that's a t that's a t-shirt that's a that's oh, a yeah. state fair t-shirt <laughs> bonus wagner and the name is so, so genius oh my god uh well done again our fine sir um they were talking about uh there was a ranking of like a hundred the hundred best uh uh, bathrooms in the United States oh, and yeah. Hawk brought up uh, the pioneer place. That bathroom is sweet. So they have the, the urinal that's called, I think it's called like the throne or whatever. It's this massive urinal. It's like six feet wide or no, maybe it's not six. It's like four feet wide by like eight feet tall. And it's like really cool, like sculpted porcelain and all this stuff. Um, it, it is a pretty cool, but, it's a pretty cool place to take a piss. <laughs> I'll have to remember that. <laughs> so next time you're swinging through central Minnesota, make sure to get Val's fries and then uh, take a piss at the pioneer place. Absolutely. Um, preseason football absolutely fucking sucks. No, no, I no, no, am, no, no, uh, no. What? Well, we got, okay. I hit that. I, I thank you for the Ravens. I appreciate the Ravens. That Ravens um, game was one of the, I like that was, that was yeah. a playoff level sweat for me. That was the yeah. best. The Ravens were down. The, the line was two and a half. So for those of you that weren't part of this or whatever, the line was two and a half. The Ravens are down five. They are going on their, you know, it's their last drive of the game. They drive down, they get the touchdown, so they're up one, but they need to cover two and a half. And, of course, you're going to go for two in that situation. Uh, they go for two. Uh, it was, there was a, uh, they didn't make it, but there was a penalty, so they got a second chance. Dude makes it. They hold him off at the end. Ravens cover by a half a point. It was one of the greatest preseason games I've ever watched and very oh. profitable. And just think, imagine being at like Circa, you know, for that. Oh yeah. For a moment like that, it'd be so insane. So oh. yeah, all all this the preseason sucks crap. Come on, I mean, I, I get that the level no, no, no. of quality of play well, isn't there, but my god, no. that was fun. No, so you didn't let. Uh, I we got so excited about the Ravens game that uh, <laughs> don't bring up the Ravens in the preseason no, with I, me, or I, you're gonna I, lose I, me. No, I, I'm not talking about like the product. I, I'm saying my. I should say my preseason bets. What? Um, those were so I hit those two. I hit that and the under for a big. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm three and nine. What? So those three, uh. two of my three wins. Like I, I got smoked the other day, and it's whatever. The WNBA. Oh my god, the WNBA is the new uh, Mexican soccer, or Korean baseball. <laughs> it is hot, and we got. So I sent you that, and I hope you actually did play that yesterday because that hit by like a million. I forgot but, to, so, but yes, you hit it. The, the dreaded, the dreaded one today. So Seattle was Seattle was plus one and a half, and uh, they're leading. They're killing them going into the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the New York Liberty outscored the Seattle Storm twenty-one to seven, and we lose by a point and a half. Oh man! Absolutely brutal. S of B. But now, the preseason's uh, off. I did lose the Bucks game last week in big time, you know, because the Bucks were like minus. I think I got the Bucks at minus six, and they lost by like what eight or fourteen or something. I mean, they got killed. So I wasn't even close with that one. But the rest of the weekend yeah. went pretty good. So maybe I will make the selection on Saturday, or it's okay. the whole thing too, where it's the whole flip flop, and you'll go nine and three this weekend, and I'll win one game. So who knows? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> we'll figure it out Saturday. That's the, yes. That is my key. If you are betting on the preseason, though, too, by the way, do not bet it early. 
like whatever you do, don't bet it early because the the whole way you win on preseason is getting that late intel on who's you know who's in, who's out, how long they playing, what's the strategy for the game, you know, all that Saturday or game day news that you yeah. get in the preseason. That is really where that I mean that 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 that's where you win and lose is with that game day intel. So do not I, I would much rather give up a point or two to get the right intel. And a lot of times that's what ends up happening is the the line will swing a couple of points and it's like well you know I'm instead of getting this at a pick 'em I'm like minus two now. But I would much rather do that with the right intel. So yeah, but you're you're always going to have in the professional big time professional betters are always as the market opens or right before it goes off. That's where you're going to find your oh, biggest yeah. edges and swings and in, in values and everything. So uh, yeah, it's whatever, but gambling, gambling fucks. Probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, next up, this might be the greatest thing I've ever heard of, but um, can we, can we talk about cow pie bingo? <laughs> Spend a whole bingo. freaking segment on that. I, I I want to have a five hour podcast. I want to have a sludgeathon talking about <laughs> cow pie bingo because that is so power trip. Like we have to make this happen. Yeah, they uh, the, have to figure out an easy way to. Do it. The thing I don't want to be involved with is I don't want this to be like a because I'm not an elite cow pie gambling mind, but I, I don't want this to be like a four-hour wait for it, because to me that's, I don't know, that's going to be the boring part of it. I want the action to happen well, quick and fast, right? And that's why I like the chicken shit bingo <laughs> the best, because apparently chickens do that all the freaking time. So, uh, you, yeah. you know, you you get it locked down, you throw the chicken out on the grid, and we have a we have a bet result pretty quickly. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to wait around all day. I mean, there's so there's so many props. It, it, it would just be so much fun. I uh, we we got to make this happen. <laughs> and I know we, we we and we met some out in Vegas. We got a lot of farmers that uh, that listen to the power yeah. trip, and I think we got a lot of ways to get this done. So. Oh well, I mean, I I'm literally uh, you know in agriculture myself and in irrigation. So uh, you know, I I have some some shitty connections if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I I I was I thought this was going to be like a quick throwaway story. They spent a whole damn segment on it. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I did not think it was enough. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, next up, uh, Corey. They were talking about Corey Provis. Corey Provis absolutely wails. Such a great uh, young, uh, well, for play-by-play announcing, he's young. Um, such a great voice and uh, and passion for it and. You know, obviously, Chuck, we listen to a lot of radio and podcasts and everything. And, uh, you know, he, he's one of the better guys I've, you know, it's just so enjoyable to listen to him uh, well, you know, and, call the Twins games. And I love that picture that, that Marty tweeted out with all the guys yes. wearing the uh, Marty shirts because, you know, I've, I've said before on the podcast that my growing up, my childhood idol was Dan Gladden. I mean, he was my guy. And it was so funny to see Gladden wearing uh, Marty's shirt, although um, I, I wasn't 100% sure if that was Gladden or some homeless guy pretending to be Gladden, <laughs> but um, either way, uh, no. Danny he, looked, Gladden, he looked better than PA with a bandana on. Oh, yeah. Dan Gladden Walking was, his cat. was absolutely my guy back in the day, so it's always – I wish he was on Twitter because he would, he would definitely have some interesting things to say, but he's just he's never made his way over to Twitter. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that was a really cool picture to see everybody uh, surprise her with the Marty shirt. Yes, I need to get one of those myself. My sister works at Shields, so maybe maybe she can hook it up. 
Oh, yeah. Um, the car wash bit, obviously, we talked about that as well. Um, it was such a good bit. I think my, the funniest thing that I saw was the one video that they, <laughs> they posted where Hawk was washing the truck nuts. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need, I need to, you know get that blown up or like paint it out of watercolor and you know hang it on my wall i must um, paint you. I, I must paint you <laughs> that yeah. was uh that was great i think my favorite because i it was a beautiful distraction from work today is just you know scrolling twitter and everyone you know every few minutes there'd be a new video or a new picture from the car wash so it was i was kind of living vicariously through twitter uh, at the car wash yeah. but uh, I think my favorite one was the one where Hawk dove on the roof of the car and then washed the windshield and stuff. And I tweeted out that I briefly mistook it for Tawny Katane in a White Snake video. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> since uh, that seemed to be her mo in every White Snake video was to uh, just dance around on the roof of a car. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I might Super have to go watch a Tawny Katane video after we record this. <laughs> now that I think God of it. damn it, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> White Snake videos were the best, by the way, you know, since Hawk yeah. has been on like this 80 music kick lately. But uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, the White Snake videos were something. Just some someday when you have 30 minutes, just type in White Snake into YouTube, and uh, yeah, you'll 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 be even if you hate, the, even if you have to watch it on mute, the videos are awesome. It, it, White Snake is cherry pie, right? Mm-mm. Is that White Snake warrant? is. Um, like here, I, here I go again on my own. That was the one okay. that was from the countdown today. So yeah. Okay. And that's different than white lion. Oh yeah. What, well, white lion, Who's... the, the music on white lion is like that. I would rank them number one and then eh, white snake warrant. That's, you know, six, one half dozen, the other, but white snake or uh, white, white lion hits me. Just the right way. They're the ones that do like Little Fighter, which Little Fighter is one of the greatest songs of all time. And White Lion's the one that, if if Meatsauce isn't asking, is this Rise? He's asking, is this White Lion? So. <laughs> and and which is the one that does the chainsaw solos? That's Jackal. They suck. I hate Jackal. Wow, 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 so proof, wow, proof that I'm not like <laughs> like not that that I'm not just like I love every '80s crap, whatever. It's like yeah, Jackal sucks, and I'll be the first to say that. Yeah, I'm working on a mashup right now between, uh, you know, Hawks. She sleeps alone at night uh, tonight with the the chimes. Yep. So the chi- the chimes from that mixed in there, um, I-, I think it would be just beautiful. Chainsaw and chimes. Chainsaw and chimes. All right. Well, <laughs> at, le- at least I'll enjoy the rise part of that. Yes, of course we all will. Um. Time for two more. Um, very excited for the State Fair shows. Um, as announced, they are Monday. There's two shows this year. Um, Monday, August 30th from 6.30 until 8 p.m. And Saturday, September 4th from 4 o'clock to 6 p.m. Um, I myself will be at the Monday one for sure. I might be showing up late um, for the Saturday show, but I, I'm going to try to be there for both um if the power trip was at the state fair i probably wouldn't bother to go but if they're there um i gotta be there there's some of the most um electric moments ever i mean vegas has been crazy uh, for prior shows but it's it's tough to beat the fair yeah and it, and it's also good to see that the fair is doing everything that they possibly can to make sure that everybody's safe from covid19 too so uh, well done state fair committee 
Yes. Uh, good yeah. and and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank uh, thank God for vaccines, right? Yes. Um the final one I have is a clip um from Friday. Uh a lot of times there's some nervous energy or they're trying to blow off some steam and uh and they, you know, fire off some jokes there right before initials. And uh we went a really crazy route here. We went from talking baseball um, into uh, ISIS, and uh, I, I just got to put this in here. It was cool, man. And uh, uh, Dubs, who works for K102, said that next year, I think it's the Cubs and the White Sox again, which is cool. I, don't you think, Mark? It looks like they're just turning this into the winter. That's classic. exactly yeah, what right, I thought right. right away, and I think it's awesome. It, was, yeah, it is I, I, jerseys. The, 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 yeah. We were just talking yesterday about the Winter Classic, actually, and, and the ice is horrible. ISIS, ISIS is horrible. ISIS, 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 we're all against that. Yes, and and and. <laughs> 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 They're coming in hot, Barry. ISIS is like, oh, no, I just have to say something. I'm going back to sleep. Your sobriety for me. I hate ISIS. Go away. Good to see you, Mark. ISIS just took off all their good guys' shirts. Yeah. Yeah, ISIS is now cheering for AJ and I. I, I think ISIS generally cheers for you too. Fans. Are you guys done yet? Yeah. Oh my god. When, that was when, when AJ says ISIS just took off all their good guy t shirts, right. I shit myself. That was so funny. Oh, what a line from AJ. I didn't know if it. I, I tweeted the clip out on Twitter just because I, I kind of wanted to think about it before I, I didn't know if I, you know, if it was technically like a quote or not. Um, but it got a ton of traction, so I wouldn't feel bad if I put it in the tournament because, um, man, that was one of the funnier random moments I can remember in a while. Oh yes, they uh, they they hear what they want to hear. That's for sure. They can turn it into a fun little bit. They do. Uh, uh, same with the whole Mike Zahn thing. <laughs> exactly. I'm Mike Zahn? <laughs> I'm Mike Zahn. You are? <laughs> well, that'll do it for Quotes Notes. All right. And that will do it for our show. So thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. Uh, I have to say go Ravens. And in the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets, and that's PT Bets on Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie. We'll be right